Hello, everybody. Welcome to This Is Not A Safe Space. I am your host, Nick Beaton. Thanks for checking us out on the Never Sleeps Network. You can go there to check uh, all the new episodes of This Is Not A Safe Space, as well as a bunch of other podcasts that are great. So check that out. I'm here today with uh, Cal Post, who's taking off his jacket quietly for some reason. He thinks that that'll be such a disturbance. It's okay, man. Just get the jacket off. <laughs> He's weirdly. T- it was the weirdest takeoff of a jacket I've ever seen. I want to respect your professional uh, show. All right. Well, okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming down. This is going to be kind of a disjointed conversation. Cal and I, uh, History on Us, is we're very good friends, and uh, we shoot the shit all the time. I haven't had him on the podcast yet. This is the first time. Uh, I was trying to not just dip into my immediate friend pool that quickly, and then it was like, oh, fuck, I got to get somebody on this week. Well, might as well, <laughs> might as well have Cal on. I haven't had him on yet. so We also agree on a lot of stuff. We so do, it's... but we surprisingly disagree on some very fundamental points at times. <laughs> Last night, we got in an argument about beef and not eating beef. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, Cal doesn't like beef because it, uh, it's bad for the environment, which I'm aware of. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. It just tastes really good. And he's like, well, that's really ignorant. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it just got to this thing. And then we went to fucking McDonald's and he got a goddamn Big oh, Mac. Oh, and it was a good burger, too. <laughs> yeah, it was but, so fucking good. He ate it's beef. delicious. He ate beef within an hour of calling me ignorant. Well, in to define the argument, I used it to define the argument. I, 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 still, I still stand by what I said about beef in that uh, it creates more pollution than yes. the automobile industry, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not good. Um, and I was also being a prick deliberately. Oh, yeah. But, but I also don't care if people do. Like, it's completely up to you. And I don't push it in anyone's face. We started that argument with me going, I don't care. Yeah, but I here's remember. why I, I... Yeah, you said why. And then I said, oh, I don't care about that. It tastes good. And you're like, well, that's really ignorant, man. <laughs> and yeah, I was you like, cut well, me off. Well, but then then I was, you threw it in my face. But then I was like, well, fuck this guy. I mean, I, <laughs> he'll be eating beef tonight. Good fucking burger. Man, but that's mostly soy, right? No, 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 it's McDonald's. Not only did you eat beef, you ate it from one of the worst perpetrators of the things you're talking about. <laughs> so bad. it wasn't like you went and you got a homemade burger that was like ethically farmed within the country or something. You went to a place where they're clear cutting places in like India and in the third world to use, <laughs> take the land for cows. <laughs> yeah, I thought McDonald's stopped selling beef like back in the 80s, right? That's well, that always been the rumor became... that it's not even real meat and that yeah, their yeah, fries yeah. aren't fries. Well, so funny, like 20, 30 years ago, it was everyone complaining with McDonald's, like, oh, it's just soy. They're just putting, it's not even real beef. It's just soy. Now you have a generation of hippies like, why is there no soy in everything I eat? Yeah, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Well, people thought they were getting ripped off back in the 80s, right? Back in the 80s, you know, before debit cards and shit and just you had cash money and you just you wanted your dollar to go far. Yeah, nothing's fair when you're all coked up. No. <laughs> the world owes me everything, man. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. As I say, it's going to be a little disjointed. We're going to talk. This is my first episode back since Trump was elected. Uh, so it's that's already been a Good month. Good job, America. <laughs> that's already been almost a month. And by the time this airs, because we have a little delay, it'll it'll be... It might even be early January, so he'll be about to take the presidency over. Or um, he's impeached or kicked out of office by then. Well, he can't be. Uh, you can't. From what I heard, and uh, don't quote me on this. It's something I would look up maybe later to confirm. But I heard that he can't. You can't legally impeach a president for the first. It takes at least six months. You have to give them at least six months. They You have to do something that's impeachable, first of all. Sexual I mean, assault like, charges. I mean, if on, yeah, on day one, if he goes in and does some of the shit that he was saying, like, you know, it's not enough that you, you kill the terrorists, you have to kill their families, too, which is a war crime. If he does that day one, six months later, he'll be impeached for that. You oh, know? yeah. And again, I don't know if that's 100% true. I thought I, I heard that somewhere. The thing uh, with America and the, the, the scope of their, their law book is that 
I'm assuming there's probably teams of people looking for reasons to get rid of them. For sure. Pouring over law books. Like, where's the loophole where we can get rid of this fucking crazy asshole? Right. So we texted a lot on the day, we're on the election day, and uh, it was crazy that he was getting elected. I couldn't believe it when I was just checking out this website, and it was like, the New York Times is calling it 75% in favor of Donald Trump being the next president. I was like, this is nuts. Like, at the first of the day, you're like... As the results are starting to come in and some of the states are turning red, you're like, okay, yeah, but these are the states you'd think. And then, you know, obviously the West Coast is going to get involved. New York will get involved. Some of the bigger states. Yeah, the smaller states counted first because they just learned how to count. They're very excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And well, and, you know, East Coast states, a lot of that southern eastern seaboard stuff. And then you get to like as you slowly move over, there's a lot of Bible Belt states that start getting counted. But you, you really picture, you know, the East Coast to ultimately be blue, the West Coast ultimately to be blue. And then... And a little bit at the top to be almost like purple, like kind of a mix of the two. And then it's right. just all the middle and southern states are red. I mean, it's crazy when you look at that map and you're like, you go, OK, well, you know, oh, Hillary should be president. But you're like, yeah, but look at most of the actual land mass of the country anyway <laughs> does yeah. not agree with that. However, the numbers, the but idea the, that also the land mass where the red states are, are is not nearly as populated because who yeah. the fuck wants to live? Yeah, that's <laughs> why some a lot of those, those places. That's why the like California, when that comes in, she automatically jumps way over 200 because there's the most electoral votes because it's the biggest pro- or right. uh, state. So I was going to say, but province. I mean, there hasn't been a um, like the two million votes between like she's winning now by Two, That's what they're saying, two. right? The uh, that the popular vote is in her favor by two million. Or by the most they've ever seen, especially going against the uh, electoral college. See, the co- electoral college. What I don't totally understand about it is, I thought it was when everybody voted in the state, and then it, if the majority of the state was for Hillary, she would get those electoral college votes. And vice versa if it was for Trump. But is it like actual people who have electoral college votes? I don't understand this yet. To me, it feels like it's because now people decide what each state is worth in terms of votes. Right. So if you win the state, you get like the electoral college could if they wanted to like completely redo what's been done and just put her in like they could recast their votes by a certain date in December. So does that mean that like there are, you know, if there's whatever 50 electoral college votes in X state, then that's actually 50 people who voted like, I don't get that. Like, that doesn't... No, it couldn't be, because not all of them would have voted for whatever. So it has to be about the majority of the state, right? So if, like, if, if a state like Texas is, like, majority Trump, then that means he gets those electoral college votes. So it's, it's about right. adding up the people's votes that then make it go to... No, but the math still couldn't feasibly work that way. If she's ahead by two million votes... No, but the two million votes come into places like where she she won. Where Ca- she lost, but had no. She won something like California or something like that, right? And California was completely in her favor. So yeah, she gets the votes, but like the the denser populations in the cities, like in in California and in in Washington State and in New York, they all overwhelmingly vote for someone like Hillary Clinton. She, yeah, she might be close in a state, but doesn't win it. But because she won it so much in New York and like other right. places. That's where the extra two million votes come from. I don't know. In a democracy where it's supposed to be freedom reigns, I don't see how they can look at something like this and think the Electoral College works in the people's favor. Yeah. A majority of people. And like it is a small, still a small margin, even considering two million. But that's the biggest difference They've seen. This has ha- happened for this, yeah, and I mean most most elections are pretty close. Two million is 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 about on a sort of average where like you know 
two to two to five million people unless it's a complete landslide but like when it's close in a tight race that's what it ends up being but that's crazy that now that america is going to have the majority of its population not happy with its president like that's I attribute this to uh, too many action movies in America, man. <laughs> they they root for the underdog so much that now they'll root for them even if they're a piece of garbage. Right. I don't. I never looked at Trump as being the underdog. I just think I think Hillary Clinton. We talked about this before. I think she was a bad candidate, and I know that that's not a necessarily a popular thing to say, especially somebody on the left. I still think she was a better candidate than Trump, obviously, but she was a bad candidate to put forward. She, because of so much of her misdealings from being in the public eye for 30 years and politically, not because Bill Clinton's garbage is her garbage, which is unfortunate. I I don't agree with that, but there's other things that she did that were all hers. And uh, because of that, she couldn't play the integrity card. I mean, you would think it would almost be easy to play the integrity card against someone like Donald Trump, but Donald Trump was an asshole who didn't agree. Like, he didn't admit when he said things. Like, if he said things, and there's video evidence of him saying it, we just say, no, I didn't say that. And and for some reason, that wasn't a, a game-breaker for for these, you know, for his his base. But Hillary had to almost kind of be on her heels just, just a little bit, you she know? She played D the entire yeah, thing. Which it, is unfortunate because she is the better candidate. She's the smarter person. Mm-hmm. She also knows how to get the job done. Yeah. To, to a degree. And yes, she works for Wall Street. Yeah, Name me a yeah, president yeah. that doesn't. First thing Obama did when he came in was bail out the bankers. Yeah. Well, that, and then, that was a bit more of a necessity. She's she's absolutely a necessity. Problem with, the problem with Hillary and the thing that I think that people just didn't like about her is she was running as if she had so much integrity. Look at this piece of shit. I have so much integrity. And it's like, yeah, but you're talking about making life better for the working class and stuff like that. And then you're going and supporting Wall Street and, and you, you're not one of us. And even, even though Trump isn't either, it's this b- stupid idea from the population they're like yeah he's an everyman he's like me he's like he's not even close the guy's a billionaire he's not even near no no. he went to new york when he was a young man with a million dollars his dad gave him yeah and the thing is when you go into a place like yeah i only started with a million dollars not that much in terms of new york money i get that but at the same time if you lose that you're not poor you get to go back home and ask dad for another million dollars to try again which has been his whole career in business losing money asking for more losing money Asking for using more. using cheats and loopholes in order to to not have to pay money. But and, very quick with the Obama thing with him bailing out the banks, which was a necessity. Yeah, it was Iceland at around the same time. They had a their economy fell apart. Yeah, yeah, and they held their bankers accountable. Yeah, they went to prison. No bankers went to prison. In, no, and that should have been the first thing that happened. No, I agree with that. He had to do the bailout, but people should have gone to jail. Oh yeah, and especially after getting the bailout, and then CEOs. Just taking money for Christmas bonuses. Yeah, they still got all their bonuses and stuff, which is like, it was was sickening. Yeah. So I can see the general public going, yeah, fuck Wall Street politicians. Yeah, yeah. I completely get that. But at the same time, what you've put in place. Yeah, I don't think people realize that it's going to be way worse with Donald Trump. And also, there was this sort of... um, uh, what's the word? It's not masochistic, but it's, it's, yeah, it's not because they don't want to hurt them, but they do want to sort of destroy the structure of the system. And, and that's what they think will help. We need to just blow this Which up because it's so bullshit, bad. Cause they want to destroy the structure of the system, but are also so also dependent on the system. Mm-hmm. They want it to all break down, but they want the military to stay strong. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you can't have, you're, you're putting yourself in an all or nothing position. So you can't have, you know, I don't want any government. Except for where I really need government. Yeah. 
you're, you're being very specific. And I think it, it just speaks of uh, a part of the population of America that's not well educated enough in their well, own political system. Another problem is, is a big percentage of the vote was for Trump was, was working class, right? And, and they were people who have factory jobs and coal mining jobs and stuff like that. Jobs that are becoming more obsolete in the first world, but they want to still have those jobs. So Trump can make a promise like, oh, I'll be, you know, you'll get your jobs back and we'll do this. And I mean, he's probably going to do it with the coal mining aspect because that's just oh, he's money go. there, right? For something like car manufacturers or things that, were, that get built, like they don't do that in the States anymore. So they can complain that Clinton wouldn't have helped them, but Trump's not going to help them either. Like Trump's yeah. not going to be able to just completely keep Ford alive or GM or whatever. It's, it's not going to... It's dwindling because people are buying cars from other places. I did laugh so hard when uh, Clinton called out Trump for uh, tax evasion and not doing what an American should do. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a proud American and say you love your country, you should enjoy paying taxes. Not enjoy it, but go, it's it's for the greater good mm -hmm. for the land I live in. So when she called him out, it's like, you know, you don't show your tax returns, which he never did. No. First president in history to... In, in the modern era anyway, to not show their... He, he knew if he showed them, he wouldn't have got elected, probably. Right. But and then completely admitted, she's like, you know, you found loopholes. And he goes, yeah, because I'm smart. Yeah. So that's the guy they want. The guy who will break the law to win. And after he wins, goes, yeah, it's because I'm, I'm smart. And yeah. there's, there's no morality in it. There's no... Maybe that's just where America is right now. They're really low on the, Again, the I, empathy. Yeah, I think it, it ultimately comes down to it was a bunch of working class people that did span all demographics, although it was predominantly white. But there was a lot of like working class like uh, Latinos and, and people who voted because they want jobs and they want their jobs to be secure. They want jobs that pay them more money or whatever. And it's and a lot of it is in industries that are dying. And I think you get a lot of the vote from that. And then you get a lot of vote from people who are just like, I just don't want Clinton. And then the idea that comes up is that, oh, people who ju are just sexist, right, that didn't vote for Clinton or didn't want her because she was a, a woman president. It's like, I don't know, man. Overwhelmingly, they just voted a black guy in for eight years. Like, yeah. Like, if you're talking about I'm not saying that maybe maybe sexism is more rampant than racism in America. I would I would find that hard to believe. There was definitely a portion of the population that was like a woman can't do that job. Absolutely. But, but there's also probably just a lot of people who were like, yeah, yeah, she can do these jobs. I just don't like the way she does them. She's like, there would have probably one thing. I know it's, it's really hard to take a silver lining away from the situation, <laughs> but like America's probably not going to go to war with Russia. Now they probably would have no. went to war with Russia with Hillary Clinton being elected, or at least it would have ramped up to a point that would have been very close to war. Like tensions right before the election between Russia and the United States were reaching cold war levels. Like, Russia was mobilizing tanks. They were telling all of their like political security people to get out of certain countries to just leave to come back to Russia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what it was getting to because she was going to institute that no fly zone in Syria. Russia really enjoyed these elections. Yeah. Because they took part in them. Yeah. They hired trolls to hit online everywhere to, to build up Trump, to call out, you know, Democrats mm -hmm. uh, and just feigning like they pretended to be normal americans yeah well we accept that you could probably fucking hear the accent in the the comments and the guy's name's yuri <laughs> <laughs> yuri <laughs> says you don't vote in fat cow you donald trump for leader <laughs> um yeah they faked being american and trolled the internet i i completely look at that as a uh, as a as a, as a nice little play to scare americans 
And the idea of them hacking Hillary's emails and stuff like that. I don't that. think Putin's a stupid man. I think he's a yeah. terrible one, but yeah, he's not it's a obviously, stupid one. It's obviously, if you're the leader of that country, you know, he was what the... He's a prime minister now, right? Or is he the president? I don't know, because he switched his position, right? He was one thing, and then that, legally, he had to leave that, so he became a thing that he didn't have to that leave. That is more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. I used to think that if you were the leader of any first world nation, you had to be somewhat intelligent. Well, like but you, Russia's a borderline first world. Right. But also, Trump I would, just proves I don't even his, know if it actually... Trump just proves something all my theories. Up, on what it takes to be a leader. Yeah. Yeah, people think he's smart. People think he's smart because he said he's smart a lot. He said a lot of times throughout that campaign, I'm really smart. I'm really good at this. We're going to have the best things because of me. That's like all the stuff that he said. And people just believed it. And they because they look at Trump towers and they look at all this bullshit and go, look, he built stuff. He has made money. He must be smart. But then they don't realize all the stuff behind it, all the failed things, all the bankruptcies, all the people he fucked over, all, all the fact that a lot of those Trump buildings, he doesn't own. No, it's no, just people just pay the them. name, you know, he makes money off the name and the people who pay for the name because it's all you know trump hotels or whatever have this you know higher for some reason they look it looks good the most hilarious thing about the whole thing which is just the bare bones aspect is they got a television star as a president yeah they voted in a tv star a reality television at star, least reagan right? was in the movies yeah, yeah. this is unfucking believable they're treating their political system like the entertainment business and uh, that's what they they have no respect for the gravity these mm -hmm. offices hold. And that's what's really messed up. And what do you think about the left with some of these things now where they're sort of like the, the people like obviously there was protests. The left and stuff can like fuck that. off, too. Yeah. <laughs> but there was there was protests. And then you get Dig the protests. Love the protests. Yeah. You got some right wing people saying we didn't do this when Obama got elected. And then it's just side by side a picture of them burning Obama in effigy, you know? Yeah. But you also didn't have leftists during the Bush administration. Or during the Obama administration going, Heil Obama. Yeah, yeah. Like these, these are, it's unbelievably odd times. It's like they've forgotten their entire history yeah. all of a sudden. I, well, I mean, you can tell the Republicans are starting to get back on their don't criticize the president horseshit, which they did for eight years of Bush. They gridlocked for eight, Obama. Yeah. Eight years of Clinton, fuck this guy, he's a piece of shit. Eight years of Bush, hey, you don't criticize the president, this is a tough time. Eight years of Obama, piece of shit, lying motherfucker. Yeah. Show us the birth certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so don't even believe he's American. You know, they don't play by their by their own rules at all. The left doesn't either, but I don't think the left is nearly as bad on a lot of those issues. Uh, no, I mean, the left generally wants equality for everybody and, you know, they have good morals, but the left can be held accountable. They eat each other. They instead of taking the fight to the people that should hear it, mm -hmm. they, they bicker amongst themselves. They, you know, you're not far enough left and they spend so much time infighting. But also, because they that bubble reference, which I don't even like using it's become a mainstream reference now, but the, the place they've made for themselves, they've excluded an entire side of their country. Yeah. And in doing that, that makes you partly responsible. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't think a lot of left-wing Hillary supporters wanted to hear, and they, they kind of deny it fervently. Like when they say, oh, anybody who voted for Trump was a racist, and it's racism won the election. And then they just write off that many people without actually trying to think and maybe understand. Maybe some of them aren't racist. Maybe some of them just hated that 
that I, I still don't get it, but I don't live in the States. I'm not right. born. I wasn't born there. I don't live in some of those places that, like in Pennsylvania or Michigan that ended up becoming red states that was very seemed almost unlikely at the time. I'm not one of those guys who voted for Trump or was given that situation. Again, I think voting based on getting jobs that aren't going to exist anyway. But at the same time, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at I've been in this industry for 30 years and I got nothing else and it's falling apart. And, you know, the Clintons haven't done shit for me. Or, you know, the last Clinton fucked this up. You know, I don't like her record, whatever. When you write off an entire group of people and just say, oh, no, they're racist. And then not even understand that some of them aren't especially when some of them just get called racist you go fuck you i'm not racist you know like and then it just starts a fight but i find the left does that a lot they don't try to bring people over to their side they try to yell at them what they should think and nobody likes being no. talked to like that not one person likes being yelled at by somebody who thinks they're morally superior and then you get the response to those people the people who yell at the people for not listening or not doing the right thing and they go well i don't care what, what i'm supposed to be nice to a racist dirtbag fuck them i'm right i know i'm morally on the high ground so fuck them i don't need to reason with these people it's like but yeah, that's the you problem do, right there though is when you hear you know democrats and liberals in canada react with i'm right fuck them yeah it's like you're using the same rhetoric Mm-hmm. That an ignorant asshole uses. Everybody thinks they're right. Yeah. So when you, if you think you're right, you got to still understand why the other person thinks they're right and talk to them. And maybe you do get the understanding. Oh, no, this person just is racist. I get it now. Okay. Well, I can't, you know, I, all I can say is you're racist and it's wrong to be racist and judge these opinions. Right. But some people you might scratch the surface and realize, oh, wait a second. These these people aren't racist. You know, they have these other concerns. Uh, I will say for people who did vote for Trump, even if they they clarify, like, I'm not a racist, I've never done anything like that. You've aligned yourself with it, which makes you a part of the problem. For sure. There's that fantastic quote, which I I'll, I'll butcher right now. It's like evil succeeds when. Yeah, yeah. When good men do nothing. Or when whatever. good men do nothing. So if you vote, people for do nothing. We got to re- right. update that. People. Yes, people, of course. But saying that. Uh, so if you voted for Trump, you might not be an ignorant piece of shit. You might just want a little cash in your pocket. That still makes you a bad person. Yeah. But that's the problem with that country, too, is you have I think you have a left side that votes with morality in mind. And then the other side, the right that votes fiscally. Freedoms and money. Freedom and money is right. the right. Yeah. The yeah. left is equality. Which is so funny because the right's you know. so hell bent on actually getting rid of freedoms. Well, they want the they want their gun freedoms. They want the, they want white people to have freedoms. But you, it depends. The right is splintered off into so many things. So is the left. But the right is splintered off into so many things. Like the libertarians are that are right wing who don't want any freedoms gone. Like the actual pure libertarian doesn't want any freedom taken away from them. They want to be able to do what they want to do as long as it doesn't affect other people, right? Which is impossible. I don't know. I think there's... Unless, you're edu- unless your society is libertari- highly educated. Well, I think some libertarianisms translate, and I think some of them can work. I don't think all of them work, but that's no. why uh, Ron Paul, when he came out, had such an appeal to the left as well as the right, because it was like, oh, that sounds great. He doesn't want to invade countries, but they also didn't like his, you know, he didn't like his fact that he was, you know, the pro-gun part of him and stuff like that. I love politicians that come out and like, I'm pro-guns, and the right side's like, woo, and I'm pro-weed. 
what? Yeah. I can't put those two things. Well, weed's one of those great bridge drugs, right? Yeah, everyone can Everyone get on board. smokes <laughs> it, you know? Like, it's getting to that point where it just goes, yeah, it's the, the guy in Mississippi fucking on the bayou loves to roll a joint as well as the guy in California with his snow hat on in July. Like, they're all the same. Teenager to old fucking dude to yeah. middle-aged pregnant woman. Um, Maybe not pregnant. <laughs> pregnant's probably not the best way to go. But yeah, so it's spl- both. I think both sides are so splintered in the the idea that there's some people on the left wing who are also very fiscally concerned in in, in maybe in somewhat different ways. They want their tax dollars spent uh, more effectively on social programs and stuff, whereas the right wants less of their money to be taxed, you know, that kind of thing. But there there's lots of people. Uh, you get reasonable people on both sides who do want you know, to ultimately achieve good things. And then you get the, basically it's the, the bottom dwellers on both sides of the left and the right, who are the ones who don't necessarily know much, but they have this, they have like an idea of what they, they want where it's the left. It's like, we want, you know, legal weed. We want, you know, a woman's right to choose. We don't want any guns. We want, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the, and the rights like, well, we want guns and we don't want to be taxed. And we, we want to say Merry Christmas and all this bull, but it's all bullshit. Stupid. I mean, obviously the right to choose is a bullshit issue. Idiots. Uh, I, there is obviously like in in things like corporate worlds like in, in like a Starbucks saying happy like you know the thing is you can personally say Merry Christmas it's not illegal no one stops you but companies and Want places to appeal to and, more than just you, yeah, you yeah. Fuck places tired. with HR departments are like we have a lot of different demographics here we don't want to just say Merry Christmas to people who don't celebrate Christmas but it is still a holiday season where there's Hanukkah and there's various other things that people do celebrate around this time yeah. of year and there's New Year's and whatever and Personally, I think traditions are all full of shit. I think it's all garbage. Well, tradition's necessary to certain things. I don't. I'm not saying that I like religion, obviously, or religious traditions in the in the highest sense. But I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about religious, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's traditions that you know. Obviously, I mean, Christmas hasn't been religious in like a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is, but it isn't, and it's it's obviously very. I knew corporate. Jews growing up that celebrated Christmas. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't call it that. Like, I just got presents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just on the same day, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with like, I I stopped. I started saying Happy Holidays almost immediately. Yeah. That one just hit me quickly and I was I was happy to do it. I was like, of course there's more people. Yeah. I've been saying Merry Christmas forever. And yeah, it's such a simple thing for me to change. Yeah. And it's always appreciated. I usually say Merry Christmas is just a reflex, but I don't really care. And it doesn't, if somebody was like, that's offensive to me, I'd be like, well, go fuck yourself. You're stupid. Yeah. Get yeah. a real life yeah, where if you can get offended. If, yeah. If be, being offended by that, if somebody said happy Hanukkah to me, I wouldn't be like, fuck you. And then there's, but then there's all those people who are like, yeah, that's because you are in the point of privilege. So it's to them, it's this constant reminder. It's like, fuck off. It's not, you know, it's, I hate that argument because you could feasibly point out anyone as being in a position of privilege because mm-hmm. you'll always find someone a little worse off than you are somewhere. Yeah. So I, I just find that to be a futile argument and, you know, your well, privilege is like, I'm, yeah, and... And, you know, there's privileges. I wish people clarify because, again, it's a buzzword that people use and talk about. And uh, I wish people would just clarify what they mean by it when they say it. Like, you're white, you're a white straight male, so you have privilege. It's like, okay, I know what that means. I know that means that I'm looked differently in society. Maybe I'm taken more seriously in certain situations, and I understand that. But I've been told by people that I have privilege that have had better lives than I have. I've come, you know, I come from a working class background in a small province that's been fucked by taxes and like unemployment rates and stuff i had to leave there to do comedy which isn't always the most lucrative thing to do and i get told that i have privilege by people who grew up in suburban places in ontario where money was given to them all the time 
time. Right. Their university was paid for. They got this high education. You know, you're telling me that I have a privilege. Like, just understand your privilege, privilege as well. I think the actual privilege, and this is just from what I, I grew up dirt broke, uh, poor little town. So I think the the privilege they talk about is the for a white man, you have less predominant opinions placed on you immediately just looking at somebody, right? It's like what we're talking about Hillary Clinton running. How many people didn't vote for her purely on the fact she's a woman? Right. Which is preconceived notions of what a woman's capable of. Mm -hmm. And so those are the privileges that we have is no one looks at us. Right. And goes, oh, they couldn't possibly do the job. Yeah. But Um, I think everybody needs to admit their own privileges, right? Like it's, it's not just about saying, okay, yeah, I'm a white straight male, so I'm privileged. It's like, I am. I know what those privileges are, but I also know what was working against me in my life and maybe uh we can we can talk about that in an intellectual way that gets something done instead of just shutting me off or shutting people like me off simply without knowing anything about them there are people who are white straight men who have had terrible lives who Horrible. don't don't like being told that they have privilege if you want to talk about being sensitive to people then maybe understand that if you just blanket a whole group of people with a term there are going to be some people who are like fuck you like i i grew up in terrible poverty like you know like my entire my dad left or he was an alcoholic we i didn't get any education i dropped out of school like i you know i had to work a three jobs to help support my family shit like that like where yeah. it's like people who've just lived terrible lives and you go you have privilege and they they just i'm not surprised when they just fucking lose it on those people like left-wing elitists who have had a silver spoon in their mouth their entire life like, and then you get called out for privilege and like do i have to pull out the resume do i gotta pull out the list of things that have happened to me yeah and then after that have them just look at you and go you don't get it because you're ignorant yeah <laughs> yeah fuck it, it, that's what i mean there are, there are people that are a waste of time to talk to but i mean that's all part of and i love technology but i mean between the facebook the facebook facebook uh, twitter like all the different social networks where <laughs> yeah you saying i love technology and then saying the, the, facebook, the facebook shows that you probably don't love it love the movie <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm a big proponent of you know me ai yeah. and robots and tech i like pushing all that shit but these social networks have essentially dumbed down people to buzz lines. Yeah. And now that's how people talk to each other mm-hmm. as if they're online because, you know, the louder you are, the more likes you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And there are there is not much of an intellectual uh, debate happening. Yeah. On either well, side. The, of, and the media is very bad for it, especially with the Internet, the clickbait sites. And, well, and the, the internet, or the media wants that uproar. They want because that's what keeps people coming back to the news. Yeah. They gave. Hillary and Trump equal playing time because they want people to get riled up. They want to come in tomorrow. What's going on today? What's the where's the fight? Well, they at? didn't, and they gave Trump way more airtime. They shouldn't have played him ever. Yeah, did you see the guy from CNN, one of the like the guy in charge or whatever. I forget what his name was, but he uh, he was just like, yeah, we we probably shouldn't have done that. Like afterwards, he admitted. Yeah, CNN played him so much, and lots of networks played him, but CNN supposed to, you know, you you have Fox News on the right. MSNBC on the left, and CNN's supposed to be the one that's a little in the middle. They're definitely still more to the left, but they're supposed to be a little more in the middle. And they're just, but they're just showing Trump because of ratings, because people want to see Trump. They showed some of his full rallies, his full speeches, unedited. Just boom, here you go, there you go. That's f- such free advertising. It's crazy. Yeah. I would be really interested in uh, not that IQ tests mean really anything. But I would like just to see the obviously the education standards between the different voters. So the the average intelligence of the Hillary voter versus the average intelligence of the Trump supporter. Right. Because I, obviously I think 
you have your higher educated on the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. Same in Canada. Liberal side, generally a little more educated. Right side, more blue collar. Right. Uh, the impoverished, obviously, to some degree. But does that show maybe uh, a lack of foundation and a lack of interest in, in the education of a country? Like they don't, they don't hold up intelligence as a thing to behold anymore. Right. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They actually kind of look at it as being like, oh, you we're think becoming you think the same you, you way. You think you're better than me sort of thing. Yeah. I wouldn't even look at all of a sudden smart is, yeah, is it's. I wouldn't look at IQ. It'd be more, it would be more education level. Like, cause IQ is obviously, it doesn't mean nothing, but it's one of those things where it's, it's just sort of a, a, t- a general test to show how how many answers you can get right in various categories and how quickly you can do it. Whereas, you know, education, you could have a lower IQ, but be educated, like go and get proper education and who educated people voted for. When intelligence has become this scary thing that people just like, they look down on now. Mm -hmm. I want a president I can drink with. Well, you're a buffoon. Yeah. You, you hold no respect for this office. You, you don't obviously care and at all. Does Donald Trump, the New York elitist, really seem like a guy you can sit down and have a fucking beer with? Like, does he He's actually- a guy you can sit down and be racist with <laughs> yeah. and sexist with. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's been clear. I still can't believe it that that, that tape didn't burn him. That, that, that one of, I just, sometimes I just grabbed their pussies and that didn't, that, that wasn't enough. We're in a new era of politics now. Yeah. There's nothing holding anybody back. I do find that very shocking. Shocking? I find it a bit refreshing. Because this could really change how politics are done in the future. The next election, you know, the left will be more about getting another Bernie Sanders style candidate in place. It'll be interesting. I my predictions would be 2020 Michelle Obama. Right. And that's what a lot of people have been saying. Uh, Barack has already said she had no interest. Yeah. They say that all the time until she'd be great. They say it all the time until they decide to do it. Yeah, she's like Harvard and Yale educated or something like yeah, that. She's, she's very smart. She knows the job. Better obviously. than all of us. She doesn't take shit, you know? How Hil- squeaky clean was that family yeah. in eight years? Yeah, yeah. Hillary- Nothing from their background ever came up because they actually just lived they were the just cleanest, good people. great yeah. people. Yeah, but Hil- Hillary Clinton took too much shit and, and Michelle wouldn't and wouldn't have to. That's the thing. Hillary had to eat that shit, as he said, because of all the all the garbage that she did over her political career, all the things that were like hypocritical or or yeah. uh, unsavory. And Michelle Obama is none of that. So she can just go in and go, yeah, yeah, I'm, you, you saw where I was before all the things that I did as first lady, which a lot of those things aren't necessarily like the biggest political issues. But the first lady always champions programs and does certain things and is outspoken. She was a very active first lady. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, great with the written word. Her speeches? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. God damn it. Melena Trump. Or is that how you say it? Is that how you say her name? <laughs> I don't know. First non-American to hold... The first lady. The first lady position? First lady position. Is she from Russia? I don't think she's American. She's not American, but is she from Russia or is she from just like one of the one of those places over there? <laughs> I don't know how to say. <laughs> she's definitely, yeah. Surprised no one on the left called her just like a Russian spy or something infiltrating the white house yeah it's crazy like you know she's she was a playboy model and everything or at least you know posed in certain magazines naked and things and she should run some interesting programs from the white house yeah (laughs) i it's gonna be nuts i don't know i mean part of me centerfold on the front lawn of the white house you know the 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 nihilist in me is interested to see what the fuck happens i mean i'm not 
at the at the expense of people's lives and stuff, I obviously don't want to see terrible things happen. Right. But a younger me would have been all about this, yeah, in, in a sick kind of way. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't want to see anyone get hurt, and I don't. Obviously, I think that's an and impossibility. People already are right. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, the day after the election. Just the stories of Muslims walking down the street right. and having hecklers drive by. Yeah. Get out. You're on your way out. And there's already been violent retribution towards uh, Muslims in, in the first world based on the ignorant people and people who just, you know, buy into that all Muslims are terrorists bullshit. Yeah. I mean, look, I hate all religions. I think they're all ridiculously mm-hmm. offensive yeah. and awful and they kill people. But at the same time. You're going to live in a free country. I don't, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Well, my... And, and I have human decency. And my sort of comparison is like, when you talk about... It's about understanding, you know, certain sects of the, of the Muslim religion that have gone extreme and the fact that of all the religions in the world, currently today, the Muslim religion is the most dangerous one in certain parts of the world. You can't right. deny things like ISIS in Saudi Arabia, things that happen in Iran, things that happen even in the in the countries where they say that are like, oh, well, look at this country. They're, they're Muslim and they're not nearly like Saudi Arabia. It's like, yeah, but they still cane people for chewing gum or spitting gum out or, or you, you know, get, have, getting caught with weed is a, a life sentence. Let's still not look at them as the beacon of freedoms and everything. But... I look at Muslims in North America or in the first world in a lot of places, especially ones that have been here for generations, as like the Catholics. They're like, they follow the religion. They don't follow it as extremely as the book says. Catholics don't either, but they'll still say, I'm a Catholic, but they're not They're not right. doing all the stuff that Catholics do. And there's Muslims like, no, I'm a devout Muslim, but they're still not. They don't believe in all the extremes that are in the Quran. But uh, yeah, there's they're still that. There is a migration crisis in Europe right now, which is what a lot of people are worried about. And that there, it is something to be worried the about. Christians also, and Christianity had its extremist time yeah. as well. Let's yeah. not forget their history. Yeah. Of atrocities. They're, they're no better or no worse than the people that America are trying to fight off right now. Mm-hmm. They should be more, uh, I don't know, like when we brought in the Syrians, I thought that was one of the best moves. One of the first things Trudeau did, thankfully, mm-hmm. was bring over a bunch of refugees. And to me, that's the sign of a progressive country. Mm-hmm. A country that wants to make the entire world better. And the reason why people are worried in like somewhere like America is because the, the spillover in Europe is huge, right? There's so many... Uh, refugees coming to Europe and right. they are having a lot of problems like varying problems that are occurring there right and uh, if you look at very devout people coming from parts of Syria to the first world they need to learn like figure out how to assimilate into it but a lot of them refuse to not a lot of them I don't know the numbers of the ones but the, you get these groups where they're like no no we still do want to practice Sharia law as much as we can and you know well I mean that's got to be the understanding of when you get to come to a country you're, you're safe here. But part of the safety here is that we all get along. Yeah. We all coexist. And there's a lot of there's a lot of immigrants very willing to do that. A lot of refugees very willing to do that. There's a lot of Muslims that have come to these countries over the like years and years and have been here for years or generations that ha- are very willing and do do that. The fear is that some of the people coming from these extremist countries now in this day or if they believe that it's yes, maybe they'll assimilate over years because it'll just be something that has to eventually happen. But maybe they won't. If they keep coming, maybe they won't assimilate. Like your chances are, I don't think most would. 
depending on age, it would be which ge- really matters. Yeah. Assimilation, from what I understand and how it's generally worked, the people that actually immigrate, they rarely assimilate. It's their children that assimilate. Mm-hmm. Uh, their children take on the... Because they're know, the in the society, and, yeah. the society they grew up in. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, if you're one of those psychos that wants to be able to commit an honor killing because some piece of shit raped your daughter and you think killing your daughter is the best solution. Well, if you want that to be OK, then find a guy to run for parliament or run for something in your riding so that they can b- become and create law. And But that will never get through because that's insanity. Mm-hmm. So that just has to be understood is that we don't live like that anymore. This isn't the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. We don't kill people for no reason. It's complete garbage. Mm -hmm. We're better than that now. So when I see a country like America not open their doors to try to help as many people, even though they got to work through a lot of problems, Mm -hmm. it's completely worth it for the the greater good of people. Yeah, they don't don't look at it that way, though. Life's not easy. And when things like this happen, you have mass migrations of people who are scared for their lives. Everyone, even though it's going to be hard, should want to help. Yeah. Why? And the problem is, why don't people want to help anybody anymore? What has happened to the individual person where they don't care? You have America, like a lot of the people don't even care about their own country. You have corporations that don't give a fuck. Yeah. At all. Well, they don't care. You got to put them on their own level. But yeah, there are people who just only care about their personal life, maybe their community, maybe whatever, but not so much. They don't, there's not a lot of empathy for people anymore. White people saying they got to take the country back? Like, fuck you. It was never yours. Yeah. You know, read a history book on what happened. Understand, maybe you'll get a bit of empathy that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, out of all the people who are offended by various reasons, no one has more of a reason than the natives. Well, yeah. And what the world is ultimately full of hypocrites, or at least the first world, it's a bunch of people who like to point their finger at people for not doing the things that they themselves don't do or not, or point the finger at people for doing things they say they shouldn't do, but then they do themselves, you know? It's a lot of... A lot of bullshit like that out there where people are like, look at these people on welfare living off of handouts. But then if something happens to them, they want a handout. They want they want yeah. help in the time that they need it. But it's easy to judge other people, you know, like, oh, this person is collecting welfare. Well, yeah, well, maybe they, they were in a job that they lost and this is, you know, where the safety net exists. And then, you know, you have a hurricane that knocks down your house. And you're like, I want my house rebuilt. Well, what do you think that is? Like, it's, you know, these are all handouts. It's just the whole idea of a society, a good society that runs properly is to have have safety nets for people for various reasons because if it's all everybody's like no it's it's all up to me i work hard i do my own thing yeah let's see you get in a car accident you can't walk anymore and your job involved you needing to be able to walk you want money now right you don't want to you don't want to just be like well put them on an iceberg then or a nice flow and, and ship then some them guy who's just a bit richer than you is why didn't you get the better insurance package well, mm. i couldn't afford it well stop being a piece of shit yeah it's, it's you deserve not to walk yeah but capitalism turns people uh, it turns societies into a race. Mm-hmm. And that's what America's become. It's a race to money. And when you have it, you never want to let it go for yeah. whatever reason. What blows my mind, one of the weird psychologies, of, I think, of, of people is like when you step over, like if you step past a homeless person, not over, that's just cruel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you step past a homeless person and there's that initial reaction of fucking get a job. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why isn't the initial reaction is how can I help this guy right now? Yeah. Why is that not the first emotion people feel? There are there are people in a big city like Toronto. I don't even know if they're actually homeless. These ones that I'm talking about. Right. There are people that I'm like, why don't not get a job? But why don't you have a job? Is right. the, some of the thought if a guy comes up to me and they're clearly, you know, between 20 and 40 
look completely able-bodied. They seem completely reasonable in the conversation that they're having. You know, there, there's nothing I can peg. Now, that still could be, there could be any slew of things that is wrong with them. Right. The only time that I don't really is the summer. The summer is full of a bunch of people who's like, well, it's hot out and I don't want to get a job and I'm from, you know, the <laughs> suburbs and I can just go down and, you know, bum enough money to get cheap beer and smoke weed, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be those people. There's always going to be those people. So for me, the trade-off is like, I'm, I'm a huge proponent, and Bernie Sanders had talked about that too, giving everyone um, a living wage, mm-hmm. or just like an annual wage, just for being alive. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, you know, pad the bottom end of your life so that things aren't absolute hell, or you're living on the street. Right. Which I think is a fantastic idea. The first thing people go to is, bunch of people, lazy assholes, are just not going to do anything, mm-hmm. and leech out. But they assume, everyone assumes that everyone else around them is just going to stop doing everything. Mm-hmm. History's proven that's not how humans operate. We like to be creative. We like to, we like to build things. Those will never go away. That's in our DNA to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Since we built the first hammer and the first wheel. It's very much a part of who we are is to innovate and construct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you'll have a few people like, perfect. I never have to work again. I can live off 15 grand a year. No problem. Mm-hmm. But I think most people will want a bit more in life than just that. And yeah. also the same things that make you go to work and make you have money or the luxuries of life. And also, I think the idea of the basic income, if, if I'm not uh, wrong, is it's basically, yeah, Whatever you make in a year is bumped up so that it's to a certain amount of money that you make that you make in a year. They want to do a test market in Ontario for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's like a 20 grand bar. Yeah. If you make less than 20 grand, they'll bump you up to be at that level. Yeah. But if you make over it, you don't get any you don't money. get anything. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be a, it'll be a tiered thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So it's not like... If you make 21,000, <laughs> you're not like, fuck, I busted my ass to make 21,000. Why would I do that next year? I'm sure they'll tear the system so that people will still want to go to work. Yeah. But I mean, we live in a world now where you don't really get much of a choice. Back in like, you know, the old days, really old days, you go find a plot of land, build your own house out of the trees you cut down. You just can't do that anymore. It's just not even a possibility. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to live by yourself anymore, really. Yeah. And if you get caught not paying taxes on your land, you know, burnt building permits for your home, you know, all this garbage that goes into living in the society, you can't opt out of. Mm -hmm. So if you can't opt out... You should be taken care of on some level. Yeah, yeah. You're going to force me to be in capital in a capitalist society? You're going to force me to be here? I can't even leave the country and go to a different country. I think, but I think with how much it costs to do anything, I think it'd be great to have like a basic like stipend for people that's like everybody gets it. Everybody under 100,000 gets, you know... 20 grand a year or something like that. Even if you're like making 50, now you're making 70. If you're making nothing, you're making 20. But then you can still go and work harder for more money. But I think just the the costs that it, that it takes to live in this world, you know, especially if you have kids and stuff and you have a family and you have a, you do have a house. Like if you're making, if you are making 50 grand and your wife's making 50 grand, that's going to be still real hard to, to maintain yeah. a, a house and cars and all this shit that comes along with that, with kids and education and whatever. But it's also teaching people to live at their means. You know what I mean? Not beyond it. A lot of people live beyond their yeah, capabilities. I yeah, I don't think anybody's being taught <laughs> to live in, within their means. But I'm not sure in a capitalist society, anyone in the upper 1% would want you to know how everything works. People don't want you to live conservatively. They want you to go out and spend all your money as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. They want you to be in debt. Visa wants you in debt. Mm-hmm. Because that's interest. That's more money. They're going to get it. Mm-hmm. They'll ride you your entire life getting that money. Yeah. I don't, I'm a huge socialist. 
massive. Like, I, I don't think there should be borders at all. I think it's an earth and humans mm-hmm. and why we. I understand the idea of borders. I think there's there's a couple of dumb aspects to them. But I, I do think that uh, you need to have, you know, some degree, especially when you don't have countries that like i think you know what i think for like countries like canada and the united states the border crossing shit should start to fucking dissipate even though it's probably going to get worse now i think with things like the uk and a lot of your like the the, the way it is to travel within europe once right. you're there well you know i went last year you fly into like somewhere like england they're a little more strict there. they were a little they were kind of pricks there but then once you're there go to amsterdam you just show them your passport and it's like yeah it's canadian passport just you know once yeah. you, certain passports are just, now the canadian passport's the most valuable one in the world right is it yeah yeah, nice yeah that's what i heard again sometimes i hear these things and i go is that actually true but i did hear that and uh i trust you i believe everything you say yeah well um (laughs) it's but it's it's you the way you can travel throughout europe it's like we went from amsterdam to france and you don't even go through you don't even go through border control when you do that which is fantastic and what bothers me is that you know some terrorists do some awful things and scare the entire world and then Brexit happens, mm-hmm. right? When people are scared, but there is they'll def- vote there for is the a, weirdest. Is it a fence, though, after the, the Paris shootings and stuff, and they've, they've fled back to, like, wherever it was in, in Holland or wherever, the fact that they can just sort of easily sort of get through some of these countries and back to different places. But I'm saying, but I'm saying the letting fear dictate policy is dangerous for everybody. Um, and I think that's more dangerous in the long run than the short term, which is building walls and kicking whole groups of people out. Yeah, I don't agree with the the Trump philosophy of let's build a wall and let's start a Muslim registry or anything like that. I'm, I, I, you know, I sit in the middle of a lot of things and I think people probably can get actually annoyed with it because it's like, oh, it's, it's just easy to sit in the middle. But it's really not. That's where you have to be the most thoughtful and go... Okay, so we do need to help out refugees from Syria. They're in a terrible country. Everything is like awful there. It's war torn. You know, it's and and, and it's politically insane with uh, Al Assad and him being teaming up with Russia. And then there's the rebel groups. And then there's ISIS that's come out of it. So it's an awful place to live. People need to get out of there. We need to help them. But we also do need to realize this is obviously someone like ISIS's eyes would just light up and go, they're just going to let a bunch of people in. Well, fuck, let's get a few guys in there and, yeah. we can, you know, we can create some havoc. Um, the unfortunate part is the technology we're dealing with now, too. The the kind of weapons people can get a hold of. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the whole thing dangerous, because it does only take one guy with a backpack nuke to change the whole philosophy of the world and how they deal Mm-hmm. With these kind of things, so but and then, I understand the fear, but there's got to be a better resolution than building walls. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't agree with the building walls. I don't agree with the the, the Muslim registry. I I agree with doing things. I'm sorry, this isn't so funny either. No, none of them have been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I usually don't end up talking about funny things. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it's got to be somewhere in between. You don't build a wall, you don't register Muslims, but you don't let everybody in, you know? You can't let fucking everybody in. And and there has to be a part of it, and I know people will go, "Well, you're a piece of shit for even kind of saying this." There has to be a part of it where you go, "We need to help out as many people as we can, but we can't help everybody." And it's very unfortunate that they were born in that country, and we were very fortunate to be born in our country, but that's the way the fucking 
the chips fell and and right. you, it's shitty but you can't just bring people in there there are people what was that analogy that fucking trump's son said it was about the the refugees where it was like it was a bowl of m&ms right and you have like three m&ms in there that are poison would you eat a handful of them or something like that and right yeah the whole idea is that it actually would be and i think it was john oliver who basically said it's more like an olympic size swimming pool with a, a thousand you know or whatever full of m&ms and three of them or whatever, some number of them are poison. Yeah, I'd eat a handful. But there was one guy who posted and went viral and it was like a tweet or some sort of status thing, whatever, a meme. It was like, yes, I would. I would eat because that means solve the injustice and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you do. He's making a point shrewdly that is, is, is misproportioned, but... If there is an Olympic-sized swimming pool full of M&Ms and three of them are poison, yes, you can eat a handful, no problem. But if you keep eating the handfuls, you will eventually eat a poison M&M, right? So you do have to go, okay, we we need to find a way to do this that allows people to come in but not everybody and what's the way around it and i'm not here with a solution cuz i'm not a, i'm not I'm not a political science major i'm not an immigration to down a whole group of people to M&Ms too is also right incredibly ridiculous uh, yeah, like we're yeah. talking about human beings here so. yeah 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 for sure i mean, it's just an an analogy right when analogies I, when people say well that's an analogy is gross because it's not people or it's people are more important than m&ms I'm like yeah the whole point of an analogy is to illustrate the the idea using a comparison so it's like yeah they're people and they have lives and they're have all you know individual dreams and desires and a lot of them just want to live a life where they're not under the rule of somebody that's terrible or have to worry about getting blown up when they go to the market yes we need to help people but finding a way to do it in a way that's responsible because yeah i mean if you just open the borders and you let people in and like in germany you have what happened with those guys who were raping women right you go that's just you're giving your opposition a thing to point at this is what happens when you open the fucking borders. You know, this, these guys come in, they start raping people instead of having a way to do it where you're like, here's all the things that are in place. Here's all the things that we do to make sure that nefarious people don't come well, in. I understand you can't let everybody in, nor can you drop the borders like I would love because I would love to move anywhere in the world <laughs> and work and, you know, just exist. That's my ultimate dream. But I know the world's not progressive enough for that yet. There's not enough of the planet on the same page. I mean, there are countries more progressive than we are, far beyond the states as well, and then we're more progressive than other countries in the world, but we're slowly all catching up to each other. In, the, in terms of history, this is the best time to be alive for most places, mm -hmm. which is people are living longer than we've ever lived. So we're in, we're heading in the right direction. And then you have hiccups like Trump and Putin. I love, I love boiling Trump and, 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 and Putin, into, Putin hiccups. into hiccups, just a hiccup. Well, from, from, if you look at the world, like just from... The moon, just look at the planet and just watch it grow. Yeah, it's, yeah. These are blips. These are horrible little blips on a, on a radar. But uh, I feel like the yeah, the world's going to be fine, I think. Aside from the terrible environment. Yeah, that's the real thing that I think is uh, the most... To me, that was what this election of, was. Yeah, the shittiest we, part about Trump and 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 the reason why I, I, I don't know how people in good conscience could vote for Trump. It's not, you know... I know people want to make it about sexism and racism, but it's about the environment. And that's that's terrible that like now at, for at least four years, you're going to have Trump who doesn't believe in climate change and appoint people who doesn't who don't believe in climate change to a country that will start burning more fossil fuels and coal and shit. And that's, you know, four years 
is too much time to not only not move forward on, on climate change science, but move backwards and make things worse. Because like, you know, it depends on who you talk to. And at this point in time, the, the, the most prominent scientists and climate scientists in the world are like, it's already done. We can't do anything. Basically, what we're going to have to do is find a way to live in the world that will eventually be because we can't stop things from happening. Like, no. Ice caps are going to melt. Places are going to be flooded and disappear. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Shit's going to get warm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the hope is that the transatlantic current doesn't stop. Yeah. Because if that happens, we go back into a global ice age. Yeah. Which sick part of me kind of finds that interesting. I wonder what that would look like. Well, what's, it would, that be, world it would look be, like? be us dying, Cal. Yeah. Yeah. We'd all yeah, die. It's, it's really bummer. Most of us would die. Yeah. To me, this whole thing was about the environment and nobody cared. No. At all. The fact that they're still deniers is unreal. Mm-hmm. 99% of scientists say we're the cause. Yeah, or And 1% con- of scientists deny it because they want people to read their shitty articles. Yeah. They can be famous. Or because they're, they're paid by companies paid to by do somebody. it. Yeah, somebody, yeah. Exxon pays them millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to just be like, hey, write a paper that's in favor. You but know? when people say they don't see it, when I hear people talk about, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, you don't just see it every day you walk outside. This is December 1st. December 1st. It was a little chilly today. It's, it's a little chilly. When I was a kid, we were knee deep in snow by now. Yeah. I mean, just in my little lifetime. I'm 33 years old. I've seen a drastic well, when change. Every, when every month is becoming the warmest month on record for that, you know. Yeah, we're it's like two years running now. Now, but I mean, the way they control, and this is where people, the deniers get in, right? And they go, well, they've only been recording weather since, you know, whatever time. And so we don't know the fluctuations maybe in the 1500s. You know, there were. But we do. Yeah. We drill ice cores out of Arctic and Antarctica. And they give us a complete reading of carbon in the air mm-hmm. over the last, like, 100,000 years. Like, we can get a complete readout of data that tells you exactly what the atmosphere was like at that time. Yeah. It's frozen air. They have the air from back then. It still can't give you an accurate read on temperature. So when people talk about temperatures specifically, which, uh, you know, if they say, like, oh, it's the hottest one. Well, we don't know if, you know, a thousand years ago they had this thing, exact same thing happen, if that's just normal. But th- those are still stupid people. I'm not I'm not defending these people. What's really dumb is, is you know, put your hand on an oven like just turn on one, you know, one of the stovetops. And as it starts to burn your hand, go... Yeah, but I don't have the history. There's no history that says this thing's going to get hotter as it burns your fucking hand. Yeah. We can see, we have data just in the last hundred years that shows the heating of the entire planet. We know the acidity of the ocean. Yeah. 67% of the coral reef just fucking died. Yeah. That's 700 kilometers. Well, but the fact that people don't take any of that stuff, like, I mean, it's just common sense that like burning things that turn into smoke and smog yeah. go into the atmosphere, you know, throwing things away that don't break down and dumping it into the ocean. It's going to be there. It's going to have an effect, like obviously. So I don't get people who can't look at that stuff and just go cause and effect. Of course, there's there's something that happened. You, you learn it as a child when you're learning about dying and when they teach you about fire stop drop and roll and all that shit they tell you then that most people die in fires from inhalation Mm -hmm. before they ever get set on fire yeah yeah it's inhalation smoke so why wouldn't you think that the same shit that burns into the atmosphere isn't doing that just on a global scale yeah of course it's just bad it's awful and it it floors me that there's a a government in power now that's not even going to look at it when they should be as the second largest economy on the planet they should be at the forefront of new technology. 
This is why, you know, it's it was that capability back. That's why they won World War Two. That's why they broke through the industrial age so beautifully. They were very much about science and knowledge. Now they're offended by it. Yeah. Well, the problem and I think and we'll, we'll wrap up here on this happy note. Um, I should do one dick joke before I go. <laughs> I think the problem is it's, it's that. The people who are denying it, the politicians, obviously have interests to deny it. They're bought and paid for by somebody else. The climate you know, scientist who says that we're not affecting it is bought and paid for from somebody else. The problem is, it's when the general population, you get those people who, A, believe whatever their politician says or their party says, or B, the ones who work in those industries who want to believe it. You know, the right. coal miners who are going to have their their uh, jobs taken away or have had their jobs taken away want to believe the fact. You never ever remember that. I, I used to do it as a kid when uh, I would hear about terrible things or terrible things would happen, whether it was like climate change or, or, or something like even when I was like, you know, a teenager. And I would when somebody would tell me something that was positive about it if i was actually afraid about it i was like oh good it's nice to know that maybe this isn't true this isn't a thing you know like after september 11th if somebody you know was like oh they're all the anthrax is getting mailed to people now remember that part of it yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and then it turned out to be this science this like weird guy or whatever but when somebody tells you that thing even if it's it's something that might not be true just that one it makes you go ah you know it's not this big fucking terrorist organization that's going to stomp us out within the next two years there's a bunch of other bullshit that's why i think people like to believe conspiracy theories like 9-11 was an inside job it actually gives them comfort to know that there was some actual control in it and it was this very specific thing that probably won't happen to them even though terrorism probably won't happen to them either but if they think that if there's an outside factor pulling the strings yeah. And they could be involved in it. And it's this horrifying thing. They, For some reason, the horrifying aspect of their own government doing it to them makes them feel actually better, which is a twisted way to look at it. Fear can easily dictate so many people's actions. And what's not taught anymore is teaching people to persevere, overcome your fears and, you know, basic stuff like that. Now people are like, you know, being rewarded for nothing. That's become a big thing in our society is patting everybody on the back no matter what's going on. Mm -hmm. So the, this overcoming and sacrificing is becoming a lot more difficult and challenging for, I think, your average person comparatively to a like hundred years ago. The coal people can also fuck off. We're, we're, we have to change energy. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, Cal yeah. says the yeah. coal people can fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah, I know. The, but the we're coal. We have to change energy. We have to. Otherwise, the planet is going to die. We're going to destroy it. And they're like, but what about our jobs? What are we going to do? I was like, well, we're going to train you to get new jobs. That's what we're going to have to do. Mm -hmm. When planes came in, nobody cared about the boat people yeah. that lost all their jobs, carting people across the Atlantic or the Pacific. No one gave a fuck. It's new technology. That's great. We just need that new technology. Yeah, we don't have it yet. That's the problem. Is no one's seeing the new technology that will re replace these things. Yeah, it's and it's starting to come along, obviously. Like guys like Elon Musk and stuff, what he's doing. And, yeah. and there's like places in Europe that are very powered by wind. And, you know, when I went to Amsterdam, you fly and you see all the... All the uh, Portugal, same thing, man. A lot of windmills. Yeah, and they, so the they're, they're obviously places that are doing it and it's working, but uh, until it becomes a thing that people can actually see, until you get some of the money out of politics that's there, until it's until cheaper you can, than fifty bucks you can a barrel, stop some lobbyists and stuff, then. 
there's nothing nothing you can do right until that stuff starts to go away which is why bernie sanders probably would have made the best president instead you get a guy you get you get one shill now with trump versus another shill that still would have been better but still a shill to certain certain interests that she is bought and paid for but uh, and trump doesn't know what he's doing which is the other dangerous part and with a trump presidency they just handed china the the greatest gift china which i don't agree with how they treat humans their human rights track record is terrible um but at the same time they're the largest economy on the planet and they're at the forefront of green technology because they want to be in power for a long time they want to be the biggest country they want to be an empire for a while they don't care about the short gains the way america has to right now it's because america doesn't make anything they don't really have much of an industry Mm -hmm. anymore so considering all that china's putting money into their green, not just because it's good for the planet, but it's going to be good for future business. So they're willing to take that money hit now. And also, they have all the money because they've been making everything Mm -hmm. for the better part of 20, 30 years. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. So it's odd to congratulate China on something in a place, you know, like they're at the forefront of green technology, but don't want their people to have the internet. Yeah. They don't want freedom for their people at all. So it's weird things like this. Like, I don't know what the world might look like in 100 years. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's easy to get very scared about it. But if everyone just kind of has intellectual conversations about all this stuff, uh, maybe we can do a bit better. There you go. A message of hope from Cal Post. Yay. Fuck coal and maybe we can do better. Uh, all right, Cal, man. Thanks for uh, coming on today. It was thanks great. for having me, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. It was good to finally have you on and uh, talking about Trump because we talked about it a lot. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening uh, to This Is Not a Safe Space. Again, check that out on the Never Sleeps Network and go there and check out other great podcasts. Uh, there's lots of them. So thanks so much and enjoy the rest of your day slash life.